Yo, what's going on guys? This is Mustache MMA and welcome to the breakdown episode 4. UFC 271 is here. We got the rematch. Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker 2. We're going to break that, that, that fight down and every single uh, other fight on the card as well. Uh, and give also an official prediction. Uh, a note when I do these breakdowns and predictions, uh, none of these picks have to do with odds. If you're looking uh, for any kind of uh, bets or anything like that, I do have two more videos coming out later this week. My best bets where I'll have all my action and my parlay plays also where I'll have some parlay actions that are a little bit more riskier. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into it. Um, actually, before I do, I'm going to go over my breakdown results from last week uh, on the Strickland uh, Hermanson card. Went 10 and 3, pretty good. Uh, finally got a really solid showing for the year, so glad to see that. That puts me at 21 and 13 for the year, about 61%, which is not too shabby. So I got an L in uh, Malcolm Gordon uh, when he won over Dennis Bendar. Uh, wins in Fulpro, uh, Jailton Almeida, a loss in um, Alexis Davis when she won over Julia Stolarenko, um, a wins in uh, Chidi Noju Kwani and Hakeem Dawudu, um, a loss in John Castaneda over Miles Johns, and then wins in Julian Arosa, Brian Battle, Brendan Allen, Shavkat Rakramov, Nick Maximov, Sean Strickland. Um, had a queen, clean sweep for that main card, so pretty pretty nice showing there. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's get into UFC 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker 2. Get into the breakdowns and uh, predictions. So first card, first fight on the card, going to be Jeremiah Wells versus uh, Mike Mathina, uh, a.k.a. Blood Diamond. This guy, uh, Mike Mathina, he is... Um, out of the city kickboxing group uh, over there with Israel Adesanya. So we'll, we'll see a lot of Australians on this card um, from the Adesanya team as well as the um, uh, Whitaker team. Uh, but anyway, so starting with Wells, uh, I mean, Wells is a super strong, aggressive guy, comes in there, um, blitzes forward with um, some combinations, goes for body lock takedowns, tosses you to the ground super explosive super strong uh when he does get you to the ground uh really good top control um he works for better positioning constantly he doesn't just like immediately go to ground and pound he looks to get you down transition to um better positioning where he can uh get more control and uh have a higher likelihood of getting a finish from ground and pound and or submission um at times on the feet, you know, he is aggressive, explosive, powerful, but he can be wild at times. Uh, kind of leave his chin up in the air and exposed when he's coming in and rushing and blitzing. Um, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen um, from time to time that I've seen with him. Um, I went over his takedowns, uh, mainly kind of going in and um, closing the distance with the blitz and then getting that body lock and then kind of just tossing you to the ground with that body lock also has some trips in his arsenal that he uses as well um i've seen in the past uh he can struggle when pressure is put on him generally he's the guy who likes to take control of the fight he's the guy who likes to have his foot in the cage and control everything when uh that flips the switch or uh flips the script if you will um he can struggle at times with that pressure 
so he's going to want to be in control of this fight at all times. Um, and his cardio is, is pretty good, but he definitely does slow down in the late second and, and third rounds. But, you know, he's not totally gassed and, and dead. Um, but he does slow down because he, he does have that really aggressive, explosive, powerful um, first rounds that he tends to show. Uh, now, Mike Mathia, Blood Diamond. Yeah, not a whole lot of tape on this guy. He's he's doesn't have a whole lot of credentials in MMA. Only three three fights, but them all being wins. Um, most of his experience comes from kickboxing. Uh, like I said earlier, he trains with in city kickboxing with Israel Adesanya. Um, so not much to say here. You know, this guy's pretty one-dimensional. You know, I, I'm gonna assume that this guy's not very good on the ground. He does have a rear naked choke in his arsenal, but you know, rear naked chokes don't necessarily mean that you're the most amazing grappler. Um, so I, I'm not really counting on that, that he has uh, a good grappling. So I don't know how his gra grappling is or how his wrestling is. Obviously he has good kickboxing. So, you know, maybe Mike, Mike Mathia probably has the um, edge here in the uh, stand-up, but Wells definitely has the experience, more experience and um, the edge in wrestling and grappling too. Um, so with that large gap, I think in the grappling department, I think Wells best path to victory here is getting into the ground and really using that grappling to his advantage. I think Jeremiah Wells gets the win here. That's an official prediction. Moving up the card, I got um, Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Sergey Morozov. Um, with Silva de Andrade, you know, another powerful, strong guy, also super aggressive. Um, you know, his, his strikes always have the intent of trying to get a knockout. However, he's not really that super technical on the feet. So, uh, you know, technicality is in there, big looping shots mainly, and he's just trying to kind of look to put you away with every shot. Uh, his wrestling and his grappling is decent. He's not totally out of the water with those. Uh, however, his, uh, submission defense is actually very good. He, he's shown that he's able to get out of submissions. Um, that he's put in pretty frequently, and uh, when he get, does get taken to the ground, he's he's not you know totally done for. Um, he does have wrestling himself; it's decent, and he does like to take people to the ground and kind of use that ground and pound. Um, Generally, it's not necessarily singles or doubles or trips even. He's just kind of using that power, that power, that strength, getting a body lock and just kind of tossing it to the ground. Similar to how kind of Jeremiah Wells does it, um, but he doesn't have as more in his arsenal. Wells kind of has trips uh, that he uses in there. Andrade, I haven't seen trips being used many of the times. It's, you know, majority every single time is, is a body lock takedown. Uh, Morozov, uh, man, this dude's relentless with takedowns and pressure. His chest is always going to be on you um, kind of thing. He's, he's really good top control and good positioning. Um, super good grappling, super good wrestling with that relentlessness on the takedowns and the pressure. Um, you know, he's kind of, when he does get you down, he's more of a position over a submission guy. He's just looking to kind of keep you down there, keep control, slowly work his way and slowly transition and pass into better positions where he can get the finish potentially. Um, so he's not necessarily over eager to get that submission or ground and pound like a lot of other guys. He's very happy to stay there, get ground control time, work his way to better positions. Um, he's decent stand-up as well. It's, it's not really that terrible. Um, you know, Andrade, you know, based on technicality, these guys are probably similar, but Andrade probably has power edge for sure. Uh, Sergey Morozov, obviously, um, kind of what I've been saying, probably has the wrestling and the grappling advantage here. Um, 
based on that factor, um, you know, I, I think Morozov is going to get this one done. Um, probably by decision, but could get a finish. Uh, I think the relentless uh, wrestling, grappling is going to be too much for Andrade. He's not going to work his way back up to the feet as much and, and not keep it on the feet to where he wants to, uh, obviously path to victory for him is on the feet with a knockout. Um, so yeah, uh, official prediction going to be uh, Sergey Morozov. Moving up the card, Jacob Malkoon versus AJ Dobson. Malkoon is a teammate of Robert Whitaker, so hence uh, another Australian here on the card. Um, Jacob Malkoon uh, is his UC debut. Uh, both these guys don't have too much experience. I think they both have about six, seven fights in their MMA careers. Nevertheless, Jacob Malkoon, um, first fight coming into the UFC, gets absolutely destroyed in less than 10 seconds by... Uh, uh, by Phil Halls, um, so not a great showing, but he came back, fought another power guy in um, Al Hassan, and actually dominated him with the wrestling. Uh, so you know, Jacob Malkoon, really good cardio, can put on a pressure, put on a pace for three rounds easily. Really good wrestling we've seen. He was able to wrestle Al Hassan with with great um, success, get a lot of takedowns, get a lot of top control time. Uh, Al Hassan, you know, not a hard guy, or sorry, uh, a hard guy to keep down. He's he's super big, super strong. Uh, you know, he probably did get gassed out and tired a little bit, which kind of helped uh, Malkoon keep that uh, top control for in the later rounds. Um, you know, and, and Alisson, maybe his wrestling isn't, defense isn't really that great. Um, you know, mainly definitely a striker. Uh, but, you know, it did definitely show um, a good edge to Malkoon's wrestling that he was able to get um, him down so often and keep him down for a good amount of time. Um, so, you know, good with those takedowns, top control pressure. And, like you know, like I said, his first UFC fight starched by Phil Halls in 10 seconds about, uh, you know, pretty questionable chin. Um he did show pretty pretty good um, striking defense against Al Hassan though when they were on the feet, but obviously it, it was never for that long. He had pretty much like at least three minutes of control time um, for each of each round in that fight, so we didn't get to see uh, his striking defense too much. And by that time, you think Al Hassan probably gassed. Moving on to AJ Dobson, uh, make his UFC debut. He had a big win on the Contender Series where he knocked some dude out, uh, I believe, in the first round. Uh, super aggressive, but super, super wild on the feet. This dude just seems like he lacks the technicality completely. Uh, total brawler. He's an athlete, though. Um, played football, I believe, in college. Moved over to the MMA scene, as we've seen multiple other people um, before. Matt Semlisberger. Um, who was in the NFL, Greg Hardy. Um, so definitely, you know, an athlete and a brawler. Um, question marks though, cardio. He's only been out of the first round one time. He did get a unanimous decision win, but that opponent wasn't really good. His, that opponent's record is three and seven. So um, wrestling, I haven't seen him really even use the wrestling at all. So, you know, how he's gonna deal with this. Um, I have no idea. So a lot of question marks with AJ Dobson, which really kind of hinders me from picking him. I like Jacob Malkoon here, honestly. I think he's really good cardio, and it's shown. He's really good wrestling, and it's shown. He's going to test AJ Dobson. AJ Dobson's that first-round knockout kind of guy, similar to Al Hassan, that Jacob Malkoon has fought. So pretty similar game plan in my mind. Malkoon should wear on him in the first, get him tired, and then continue with that wrestling as Dobson... Um, uh, continues to continues to gas. Um, so yeah, official pick going to be Jacob Malkoon. 
Uh, moving up, I got Carlos Olberg versus Fabio Sharon. Another steady kickboxing guy in Carlos Olberg um, fighting with Israel Adesanya. Um, yeah, so Olberg, yeah, uh, city kickboxing guy, great striking. Um, you know, he really mixes it up and, and works the body really well. He really does uh, make it a fact to hit that body a lot. Um, he's really good power, really good speed with his hands. Um, however, what I don't like about him is he's, he seems super hittable. Um, you know, the way he stands, his hands are really low. He has, like, very little head movement. Um, so it really questions me that, you know, he's kickboxing so high yet he has that kind of stance. Um, but anyway, his cardio is also a little questionable. I don't think it's absolutely terrible. His last fight, he did kind of gas out a little bit and they get finished, but that pace he set in the first round was just super high. He just set a pace that wasn't reasonable for himself. So I look for him to not really put as much high of a pace as he did in his previous fight. Um, but I still think the pace and the pressure will be there, just not as much for him to gas out. Um, but yeah, moving on, um, Fabio Chiron. Um, uh, man, I just don't have too much good to say about Chiron from what I've seen. I, th I think he's got really poor striking defense um, with his offense striking-wise. Totally low volume, way too patient, constantly waiting for combinations or, uh, sorry, counters that he can throw. Um, combinations, he doesn't really throw at all. I mean, it just seems like he really throws one shot out at a time. You know, he does throw combos every now and then, but it's not often, hence the low volume. Um, when he is on the feet and he is throwing, he's definitely open to counters. Um, and his main path to victory and how he's won every time is... He doesn't have one shot knockout power, but he can hurt you on the feet. And once he hurts you, he just kind of tries to get you down and then get a choke. Um, so he doesn't really look to ground and pound you if you're hurt or try to finish you on the feet. Uh, no, go straight for a takedown and try or, um, you know, tries to throw you down and finish you off with a choke. Um, so, yeah, kind of uh, obvious who I'm going to pick here based on uh, kind of what I was saying. Um, you know, official pick's going to be Carlos Olberg. I think he's going to piece up Fabio Chiran and um, definitely knock him out. Also, Chiran, I don't think I said it, but totally questionable chin. His last fight with William Knight, I believe he got hit with William Knight's wrist and just got, like, knocked out cold. So, not a great showing. Um, and, and not someone you want to trust in with your picks and or your money. So, Carlos Olberg's going to be the official pick here. Moving up the card, Alex Hernandez versus Renato Moicano. Um, Alexander Hernandez, man, he's got really good movement and he's constantly moving around on the feet. You know, that does slow down as the rounds go on, but um, he does show that he can keep up that movement for a while. He's got really quick, powerful hands as well. Um, puts together really great combinations with those hands as well. Doesn't ever really just throw one shot out there. He's always throwing combinations, it looks like. Um... He really does a great job of working the entire body of his opponent. So he's kicking the legs. He's working the body in with the head. Um, you know, he's doing combinations where he's body, body, head, or head, body, you know, mixing it up. Not knowing where um, this dude's going to strike is a pretty good advantage because constantly raising their guard for their face and then kind of trying to keep elbows low to protect their ribs. Um so yeah, I, I really like guys who, who do that um, in MMA, and I think Alexander Hernandez does that well. 
Um, on top of that, uh, you know, striking defense is also really good and crisp, uh, which kind of complements that movement as well. He's hard to hit. He's hard to figure out where he's going. Um, so hard to strike with this guy and, and stand on the feet with him. Um, on top of that, good takedown defense from what I've seen, but I don't think it's really been tested by decent uh, wrestlers yet. So that's definitely going to play a huge factor in this in this fight. Um, moving on to Moicano, super super high level grappling. Um, you know, be beautiful transitions he does on the ground. Very dangerous in terms of a submission threat. Um, his takedown offense seems pretty good, but he really relies on timing. Um, so if he times it well, he's probably going to get the takedown. But if he doesn't time his takedown well, it, it's not going to be there. Um, really good striking defense as well. This guy can, you know, he's a high-level grappler, but he's well-rounded. He, he's good on the feet, uh, and he has really good striking uh, in terms of his defense and even his offense. He throws actually a good amount of volume on the feet as well. So he's not like one of those grapplers who's just kind of throwing things out there and, and, and looking to eventually get it down. Sometimes this dude doesn't even look for a takedown and try to grapple, even though that's a strong suit. Sometimes this dude just wants to brawl, which makes me nervous to pick him. Um, you know, this one I, I'm split on. Most of the fights, I actually have somebody I pick before I start the video. I haven't picked somebody yet, but I'm gonna go with... The thing with I like Morcano because he's he's beaten good competition, Calvin Cater being one of them, um, another good opponent as well. I can't think of him, um, and he's only lost to good opponents. Like he's only lost to um, Chang Young Sung, Jose Aldo, Brian Ortega. It's like those are top five guys in the featherweight division. Um, also Rafael Fazeev, he's in lightweight now. He used to be in featherweight, moving up to lightweight here, obviously. Um, so, man, tough one to call. Um, I think if Renato, Renato Moicano can get to, this to the ground, I think it's going to be trouble for Hernandez. Uh, but I think Hernandez is decent on the ground as well. I'm going to trust Hernandez to keep this one on the feet and actually piece up Moicano. Um, I, I'm going to pick Hernandez to win here uh, as a dog. I, I know uh, I don't like to... Uh, um, Base this off odds, but but I think Hernandez um, has a good chance of winning here, and uh, official pick is going to be Alexander Hernandez. Uh, moving up the card, we got Ronnie Lawrence versus Mana Martinez. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence, man, great cardio, relentless wrestling type guy, constantly going in for takedowns, constantly um, throwing you back down to the mat, mat returns, uh, as you would call it in wrestling. Um, his top control is decent. Um, but like I said, you know, consistent with the wrestling, relentless with it, a lot of mat returns, um, you know, takedowns, you'll see body lock takedowns, singles, doubles, trips, you'll see it all. Um, on the feet, he's not bad. Um, you know, he's not necessarily his strong suit at all. Uh, he throws a lot of spinning stuff. He just really tries to keep his distance far from his opponent so he does maintain that distance well and his attacks generally come in spinning kicks because you can throw those from distance very well uh he also has really good movement on the feet so he's kind of hard to maneuver hard to hit um thing i don't like but you know a lot of guys do do this hands low karate like stance um you know, I'm not in love with that kind of stance uh, in MMA because it's, you can get caught if you're not careful. But some guys are good at dodging um, attacks with that stance. Um, 
and I think Lawrence is one of them. Um, moving on to Martinez. Uh, Martinez has really good power, throws a lot of volume. Um, his takedown defense is is has been good, but again, it's something that's not been tested, and I don't 100% trust it, um, especially from a really decorated wrestler and really good wrestler. Maybe not decorated because I think he's not even... Uh, wrestling for that long, but for a relentless wrestler like Ronnie Lawrence, that could be a problem. Um, on the feet, he's also super hittable, man. He doesn't have the greatest defense, um, and his cardio seems good, but he's only ever been in like striking matches. So how's this dude's cardio going to fare with a wrestling match, a relentless wrestler ma wrestling match, where it's going to be constantly wrestling every round, you know, fishing for underhooks, um, trying to get back to your feet, um, breaking... Um, breaking the grip off of your opponent, constantly getting mat returned. I think it's going to be really tiring. I think Ronnie Lawrence, his relentless uh, wrestling here, is, is really going to play a big factor on Mana Martinez. Uh, so yeah, official uh, prediction and pick is going to be Ronnie Lawrence here. Uh, moving on, we got William the Nightmare Knight against Max Grisham. Um, you know, Knight, we all know Knight, uh, super powerful, strong guy. He's like short, stocky for the division, only 5'10", but at 205, kind of crazy. Um, but this dude is is built like a truck, just a total muscle mass, ball of muscle guy. Um, you know, although he's just powerful and strong, he's actually got decent takedowns, and he's shown that before, you know, body lock takedowns or even doubles. He'll, he'll power, um, do like a power double type takedown. Uh, and when he gets you down, heavy ground and pound is what he's looking to do. Um, that ground and pound is vicious and it hurts. He's, like I said, he's a powerful guy. Um, he has a really good shin. Um, what he's shown in a lot of his past fights that people, it's hard to get him and knock him out. Um, he's super open to counters though on the feet. I don't think he's too technical on the feet. I think he's mainly one of these kind of power guys that relies on that power, uh, throws a lot into his power shots. Um, also really open to jabs. Uh, he fought Don Un Yung, I, I think, uh, or another Korean fighter, if I got that wrong. But um, man, that, that, that dude was just, hitting him with jabs all day all day um and he's just really open to that um and i think a technical striker like grishin is is gonna take advantage of that heavily um so yeah move, moving on to grishin like i said super technical uh fighter um you know he has a ton of experience almost uh he does have 40 fights 42 fights this would be his 43rd professional fight um the thing with Grishin, though, even though he's super technical, sometimes he does lack volume at times, which you don't like to see, and he's just too patient. He's constantly looking for the perfect shot, looking for counters, looking for this. With William Knight, I'm hoping that they're watching the tape and can see that jab's going to be there all day. Just jab him, jab him, jab him up. I hope he can, they will do that. Um... You know, Grisham, uh, good takedown defense. And if he does get taken down, he, he can get back to his feet pretty easily. And he won't stay there for too long. Uh, also, a good shin. So these big power shots from Knight, he may be able to eat a couple. Um, so, you know, with Grisham having pretty good takedown defense, being able to get back to his feet, I don't think Knight's going to be able to troll him there. Having that good shin, uh, he also has a height and a reach advantage here. So, you know, the height advantage, uh, longer legs makes it, harder to connect your arms get get those takedowns or get the body lock takedowns are hard to get off the canvas and that height advantage you know keeping distance from william knight's power making him need the making him um 
need to close the distance to come in for those power shots. I think Max Grisham here, I, I, I like him to get the victory. Um, again, when they might open those jabs, I think he's just going to get you know beat up all day from those jabs. So uh, official pick going to be Max and Grisham. Uh, moving up, we got Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell. Alex Perez making his first appearance back since his um, title fight against Devinson Figueredo, where he got uh, guillotined in the first round. Um, so Perez, you know, throws a ton of volume, really good co uh, combinations, really good counters. He, he is really good on the feet with his striking. Um, his um, leg kicks really good leg kicks really super heavy and throws them a lot he's really going to damage those legs really limit your mobility and uh limit your power as well um reason being to generally plant and and throw a big power shot you need that lead leg if that lead leg gets chopped up too much it's hard to put more pressure on it you lose power from the shots um you know good really good striking defense as well he's really good on the feet and also you know really good takedown offense really good takedown defense his wrestling is amazing um he also has super great cardio he can put up a high pace for a, for a while um you know matt schnell uh, i believe his last fight was coming off um definitely had a loss against who the brazilian who just fought um anyway i forget but anyway coming off a loss um he also has, you know, great combos, fast hands, good cardio, so also really great crisp striking. The only time thing is, though, I think his volume uh, can be lacking at times. Uh, he's a little bit too patient. Um, so that kind of makes me worried that Perez, if I were to pick Matt Schnell, Perez is just going to out-volume him. Um, he's decent takedown defense. I don't think it's anything amazing. I think Perez, if he wants to go there he can get those takedowns and take it to the ground however uh Matt Schnell is a submission threat especially on the bottom too he's really good BJJ um so it's definitely dangerous to take him there but you know if you're confident in your BJJ uh, or in your uh, submission defense in Alex Perez then maybe that is a uh, potential path to victory to throw that in there get some takedowns get some ground control time get some ground and pound maybe a submission of your own if you're able to um you know, on the feet, continuing on the feet with Matt Schell, his defense is actually really good as well. So, you know, both these guys are really good on the feet. Um, you know, hard to call who's better and who, who's not. I, I'd probably give it to Alex Perez being a better striker, um, you know, and a slight edge. Uh, and I think Alex Perez is the better wrestler here. And, um, you know, the grappling is close as well. But the, the wrestling could come into play and, and be a big factor in Perez getting a lot of top control time and, and helping him seal some rounds for him. Um, so based on that, uh, official pick I'm going to do is um, Alex Perez. Uh, Roxanne Matafari versus Casey O'Neill, the veteran uh, female MMA fighter, Roxanne Matafari. I believe she has the most fights in MMA, uh, female MMA um, history. Um, but anyway, uh, Matafari, super durable, tough girl. Uh, she's super hittable on the feet, though. She takes a ton of damage. She's really poor striking defense, always open to counters. Um, she has shown lately that she's kind of improved her, her footwork and her movement on the feet, which is good, but she still gets hit all the time. Um, she's great cardio. She could put on a three-round fight. 
with ease and, and put up with any kind of pace generally. Uh, her takedown defense, super poor. She gets taken down a lot and very easily. She can get controlled pretty easily as well. Now on the other side, her takedown offense is just okay, and her top control is also okay. I've, I've seen a lot of opponents be able to um, either do any some kind of reversal on her or even just get back to their feet relatively easily. Uh, Casey O'Neill, um, she's been doing really well and heating up, I believe, two for two um, with two finishes in the UFC. Um, could be three for three with three finishes. I know she has all her wins in the UFC are by finish. Um, but anyway, uh, super good wrestling, um, really aggressive wrestling as well and relentless. Um, good top control. At times, she can get too aggressive looking for a finish. Uh, we're looking for a more dominant position that you know should have been shouldn't have been rushed. Um, so sometimes she can lose her positioning that way, um, but sometimes she's also good with it and, and keeping the control and and having that there. Um, so transitions in general, she's really good on the ground at getting those uh, transitions and getting into those more dominant positions. She got heavy ground and pound. I do kind of like don't like her because. When she's doing her ground and pound on top, every single fight she just like is doing ground and pound, and it's like it's not enough to stop the fight, but it's getting close. But like she's just looking at the ref, like, "Are you gonna call it? Are you gonna call it?" It's like, no, just keep doing your ground and pound. Stop like freaking looking at the ref. Finish until the ref pulls you off. Anyway, end rant. Um, she also has constant pressure. Uh, like I said, relentless pressure, relentless wrestling. She always gonna. Be taking you down constantly gonna be throwing strikes at you uh really great cardio hard to keep up with her uh really good takedown offense and also takedown defense as well um it hasn't been tested as much but i don't think roxanne modafari is going to really fare well with any kind of takedowns here uh yeah i just see casey o'neill really just um doing really well against modafari here uh so yeah official picks gonna be uh casey o'neill uh, another veteran in Andre Arlovsky. Um, I believe he has the most um, male UFC fights um, in, in the UFC, not generally MMA. Uh, but Andre Arlovsky going off against uh, Jared Randera. Uh So Arlovsky, um, you know, his recent stint has not necessarily been about his power because his power has diminished a bit. It's more about his movement and his... Um, and his technical striking, which all have improved pretty greatly. You know, his movement is, is very good. Um, and his striking, his technicality is good as well. Um, the only thing with his movement, though, it does definitely slow down uh, in the late second and, and third rounds. It's, it's really tough for a heavyweight um, to kind of keep up with that movement unless you have amazing cardio. Um, on the feet, um, like I said, technicality is there. He throws great combinations. Uh, his chin is pretty good. Uh, he's been rocked a couple times in his last fights, in pre previous fights, but um, he's shown that he can recover pretty easily. I mean, he got rocked by Tom Aspinall, was able to recover. Um, got rocked by Chase Sherman, was able to recover. Um, so this dude is definitely not out if he gets rocked. He's able to kind of get back into the fight if he needs to. Um, I said his cardio, yeah, his cardio is okay. Slows down late second and, and third, which is typical for heavyweights. Um Good striking defense, man, as well. He's, he's crisp with his striking defense. He doesn't get hit too much. That movement really helps. It's tough for these heavyweights to to hit a guy with um, 
a lot of movement, hence the uh, emergence of some of these um, lighter heavyweights who, who can move better, like Gon, uh, Dalkus, Aspinall. Um, takedown defense also seems pretty good, um, but not really tested too much either. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see if Vandera takes it there. Uh, Vandera, he does have that, the takedown ability. I don't think it's great, but he, he can get it to the ground if he needs to and get ground and pound going. Uh, on the feet, I don't think he's really good on the feet at all. I think he's super hittable, really poor striking defense. Uh, I, I don't mind his, his striking offense. He does have actually pretty fast hands, um, and he throws volume, but uh, I, I don't love it, especially for what, you know, his, his offense compared to his defense. Uh, I don't like the, um, if you will, uh, balance um, there. Uh, his cardio is decent, but he's kind of same like Arlovsky. He's definitely going to slow in the second and, and ga not gas in the third, but also slow even more significantly in the third. Also has a pretty good chin on him. You know, he's been finished his past two losses, I think, but uh, I believe they're both the ground and pound to kind of some heavy wrestlers. So um, be interesting to see how this one plays on the feet. But um, I like Andre Arlovsky to win this one here um, and get another victory, man. Um, I just don't think Jared Vandera is all that good. I don't really think he's UFC caliber, uh, but yet here he is in the UFC and he's going to face the veteran Andre Orlovsky. Uh, I think Orlovsky is better on the feet. I think it's going to take place there the entire fight. And uh, I think Orlovsky is going to get probably uh, a decision uh, victory here. But official pick to win the fight in general going to be Andre Orlovsky. Moving up to the main card, uh, Nasarat Hakras. Uh, versus Bobby Green. Um, Bobby Green, man, I, I'm a big Bobby Green fan, man. He he is slick with his striking defense, slick with his striking offense. He is super, super tactical on the feet, and I love it. Um, also, always talking shit. I, I love how he does that in the ring. Um, you know, super technical striking, like I said. Uh, good striking defense. He consistently does the, the roll and counter. So it rolls the shoulder. You make you miss. Come at you with a counter. Love that. Um, you know, with the technicality that he has, he's not he's not um, one-dimensional. He also has really good takedown defense. His wrestling is pretty good. Uh, also, I kind of skipped a, a couple things on the feed here. Great vision he has. Um, the thing he does have, in, and I've said it in the past, I don't like guys who do this, but he has his hands as his hips, and he throws punches from his hips. Um, hands at the hips, he, he's really good striking defense, though. He sees, his, with his great vision, he's able to see the punches coming, and he's able to avoid those mainly, especially the big ones and the combinations. And he throws punches from the hips, which is hard for the opponents to see because it's coming down from the hips rather than up from, in the guard. Uh, he throws a lot of volume. He has great cardio. He puts on three rounds, a pretty heavy three-round pace with his volume. Uh, he also works the body really, in really well. He's not just a headhunter. He's got a good chin on him as well. He's tough to put away in his own right if you can even hit him. Um, Hackbrass, um, man, I, I'm not a big Hackbrass fan. I don't see the hype in him. Um, anyway, uh, you know, he does. He throws volume, uh, which which is nice. Uh, he's good striking defense. Uh, his takedown offense is pretty poor, though. He's able to be taken down pretty easily. Uh, he is, oh, sorry, uh, takedown offense is poor, so he, he's never really looking to ever get this one to the ground unless he's hurt, get a clinch, and, and try to take it to the ground to, so he can recover. Um, his takedown defense is actually good. 
Um, so scratch that. Takedown defense is good. So, um, you know, he is able to generally keep it on the feet where he wants to keep it and strike. Uh, he also has a really good shin. He's, he can take some shots. He's not going to go down. Um, but cardio, I, I don't trust in his cardio too much. He definitely does slow down in the third. I think Bobby Green has better cardio. I think Bobby Green is better on the feet technicality-wise here. Maybe Hackpress has the power advantage, but Bobby Green's defense on the feet is, is super good. I don't think Hackpress is going to be able to connect. Um, so official pick here is going to be Bobby Green for the victory. Moving up the card, we got Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. Um, Kyler Phillips, man, really young guy uh, coming out of that MMA lab where we see a lot of uh, um, big names like Jan Jared Cannonier, who's um, the next fight on this card, uh, Sean O'Malley too, so uh, Benson Henderson, a lot of, lot of big names at MMA Factory in, over in Arizona. Um, so Phillips coming off a loss his last time out against um, Rulian Pava or whatever his name is. Um, you know, almost finished him in the first. It probably could have been finished. I thought it was a 10-8. Two judges gave him a 10-9, which ended up giving him a majority loss. Um, fight should have been a draw, but I think he kind of went all out in that first round to get the finish because he was so close. And then just kind of gassed himself out and Pava kind of went in and was able to just kind of win based on a gas tank. Um, so anyway, uh, Kyler Phelps, I, I really like him. Really, really big, um, good prospect. Only 26 years old. Really well-rounded. You know, he's really good BJGA. Um, good top control when he gets it down there. Good transitions. Um, submission threat as well on the ground. Um, you know, his striking, very technical on the feet. Um, also a ton of power in what he throws. He also has a wide variety of attacks, a lot of spinning shit, a lot of kicks, a lot of punches. Um, really good combos too. Throws a lot of combinations that, um, not just throwing a single shots at a time. Throws high volume, really good cardio. Um, his takedown uh, offense is really good. You know, his wrestling is good as well. So he's able to take you down and use that BJJ to his advantage. He has heavy ground and pound too. You know, he's going to hurt you while you're down there for at least a little bit. And, you know, his takedown defense is okay. But if you get him down there, he's very aggressive off his back. He's going to be throwing and looking up for throwing up submissions, looking for submissions, or if nothing's there, eventually he's going to push off, work his way back to the feet. Uh, Marcelo Rojo coming on his second uh, UFC stint here. Uh, he fought Charles Jordan uh, his first fight and got finished in the third. Um, you know, Marcelo's Rojo, a uh, pressure fighter. He wants his fights to be dirty um, in the clinch, um, just Dirty boxing type style, uh, puts on a super high pace, super high volume. Um, he's a finisher, and in most of his wins, uh, 16 wins, I believe 14 have come from a finish. So he does get a lot of finishes. Um, also super tough and terrible. He's hard to put away, um, and it's been proven. And Jordan almost didn't finish him, and he's known as a finisher. Um, so, you know, even with all that in mind, uh, Rojo could put on a high pace, high pressure here. But I think Kyler Phillips is definitely going to be able to keep that um, pace up. He, Kyler Phillips is better everywhere here. Um, so, yeah, Kyler Phillips is going to be the official pick here. Moving on, we got Jared Cannonier versus Derek Bronson. Um, this is probably uh, the fight on who is going to fight for the title next. Unless Whitaker wins, then we'll probably have a, a third fight, Israel Adesanya versus Whitaker 3. Then these guys will be still waiting.
But if Adesanya wins, the winner of this most likely going to be next for the title. Um, Jared Cannonier, super powerful, super strong guy. Uh, used to be a heavyweight, also a lightweight, has came come down all the way to middleweight and has found some good success. Um, super heavy ground and pound. Uh, you know, when he gets you to the ground, he does have pretty good takedown offense. Uh, and when he gets you there, super heavy ground and pound, he's going to hurt you down there. Um, you know, his control isn't the best, but he's big, so he's hard to get you off. Uh, and that ground and pound is, is definitely what he's looking for. He's looking to hurt you down there. His takedown defense has has improved as of late, and he's also super hard to control on the ground. You know, not a lot of guys find it easy to hold him down there for a while. Jack Hermanson has some some of the better wrestling in the division, and he wasn't really able to keep Cannonier down there for too long. Um, so that's definitely going to play a big factor here, because um, Bronson obviously wants to use that wrestling to his to his advantage. Um, Cannonier, really good striking defense as well. Um, you know, he's really patient with his striking um, in general because he just is is looking to generally counter you. He, he um, has a high guard. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, too patient, um, can lack volume at times though. Um, so... On the feet, you know, he is just waiting a lot for you to throw things and, and, and defend them, block them well, which he does do well, but sometimes he doesn't throw enough offense himself. But when he does throw that offense, he has a lot of power in his strikes. He throws a lot of power behind almost everything. Uh, his big thing, he, early and often, uh, he will throw heavy, heavy leg kicks and really hurt you, uh, hurt your legs, hurt your uh, mobility, your movement, and, and everything like that. Um... Super good cardio as well. He can he can put on a high pace, high pressure fight. He's been in five round fights before, and uh, you know he, he hasn't struggled. He hasn't looked totally gassed. Uh, moving on to Brunson, like I said, great wrestling, great top control. If he can get you there, generally, um, really good ground and pound. Um, definitely uh, looks to loosen you up while you're down there and and get you squirming into bad positions where then he can uh, either continue the ground and pound heavier or um, or lock in any kind of submissions. Um, pretty good takedowns as well. You know, he, he has found a lot of success in most of his fights and getting it to the ground when he needs to. Um, his striking is decent. De his striking is decent, uh, both offense and defense. Um, it's it's nothing crazy, but it's it's definitely something that he's able to use to his advantage. Um, you know, people are constantly thinking he's going to wrestle him, and he, and he has that striking that he can use. Um, thing about Brunson, he's definitely a bit chinny. Um, he can recover from being a chinny guy, um, but um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, bit chinny. Uh, a lot of his most recent fights, even his wins, you know, he's on a five-fight win streak. But um, I, more than half of these fights, he's been rocked hard in, and um, he almost has been finished in those fights. Um, you know, however, he was able to recover from those guys and was able to get back and, and get the victory. Um, Jared Cannonier may not be as lucky because he's got probably better better power than all five of those guys that he's fought. Um, so, official pick is going to be Jared Cannonier. I like him on the feet much better than Brunson. I think Brunson may be successful with some takedowns, but I think Cannonier can get back to his feet um, and, and keep it on the feet long enough for him to hurt Brunson. 
uh, and probably finish him um, with strikes. Uh, so, yeah, official pick is going to be Jared Cannonier. Um, next pick is going to be uh, co-main event, Derek Lewis coming back uh, versus Tai Tuivasi. Um, these guys, super high power. I'm not going to go too deep into this uh, because we all know both these guys have crazy power. But, you know, Lewis, crazy power, one-punch knockout kind of guy. Um, super patient, low volume, plotting forward constantly. You know, it doesn't matter if he's getting pieced up the entire fight. He can finish you at the very last second of the fight with his power. It carries all the way through. You know, not the most technical striker either, but makes up for it with his power. If he hits you with one shot, you're likely to get rocked, hurt, or be put out cold. Um, he's super tough, good chin too. Um, thing about him though, he's plotting forward, you know, super open to leg kicks all day, which I think is going to play a big factor in this fight. Moving on to Tai Tuivasa, going on with the leg kicks open all day on Derek Lewis. Tai Tuivasa throws heavy, hard leg kicks, and he throws a lot of them. And I think that's going to be a problem for Derek Lewis. His movement is going to be even more limited. It's not going to be able to move as forward and trap Tai Tuivasa if he wants to. Um, his power is going to be hindered because he needs that lead foot to plant to um, use his power for. Um, so I think that's going to be a huge factor, you know, uh, to Avasa also, um, switches his stanches pretty, pretty consistently, kind of uses that to find his range. And then he'll switch back to the stance that he likes generally to strike and, and throw that power throw that volume. Um, to Avasa also throws a lot more volume than Derek Lewis. Um, also a tough, good chin on him as well. Um, you know, both these guys also have some cardio issues, but that's, that's known for heavyweights. Um, but yeah, I mean, to Avasa, I think those leg kicks are going to come in heavy. I think the, the volume's going to come in heavy. Um, I just think Derek Lewis, his last fight with Chris Dawkins, Chris Dawkins didn't have the power to get Lewis's respect. I think to Avasa has the power to gain his respect to where he's not going to be walking him down constantly. And the heavy leg kicks are going to hurt as well and affect that walking him down. Um, so I'm going to go with Tai Tuivasa. I, I think he has the, the tools in his belt here to get the victory over Derek Lewis. And moving on to the main event, final fight of the card, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker 2. Uh, Stylebender coming back to uh, middleweight from his, his most recent defense in um, Marvin Vittori. Uh, you know, obviously we know Adesanya, super long reach, maintains that distance really well. Um, super technical striking with very good power, very good striking defense. He maintains the distance so well, it's, it's hard to close that distance and actually strike and land on him. He's a very good takedown defense too. He never wants to be on the ground really, as we saw with this fight with Jan Blahovic. Um, that was obviously a huge um, hole in his game. He didn't really have a good wrestling game. If he was taken down, he's kind of stuck there. Granted, Jan Blachowicz was probably 30 pounds heavier than him, but nevertheless, a hole in the game. Uh, Adesanya, super good chin, never really been knocked out in his career. Even his whole um, MMA career, kickboxing career, kickboxing career has only been knocked out once by someone who has crazy ridiculous power in Alex Pereira. Um, so great chin. He's probably not going to go down from any shots and anyone in this division. Um, maybe Cannoneer if he gets there and gets that fight. Um, also super great cardio. Man, he's been in so many five-round fights. Um, 
He has great cardio, puts on a great pace, knows what he can do to get the fight, get the victory. Um, Robert, Robert Whitaker, very technical striking as well. Throws volume, throws good combos. Um, he's really good footwork on the feet as well. Um, his striking defense is, is really good, um, and it's even improved more. Um, you know, Robert Whitaker's only loss in the middleweight division was his first fight with Ezra Adesanya. Um, so it'll be interesting to see here how he develops. In his past three fights um, from that last fight with Adesanya, um, his striking has or his striking defense has definitely improved. He's, he's looked much better from that fight. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to look at, oh, Adesanya knocked this guy out in the second round the first time. He's definitely going to get a win. I don't think it's going to be that easy for him. Uh, you know, I think Robert Whitaker is is one of the biggest threats is your Adesanya in this division and has been for a while. I don't think this division has a whole lot of um, great, super great fighters and, and depth fighters compared to other divisions. Um, but Robert Whitaker, man, he, he is like that tiny step below Israel Adesanya, and I think he has a chance to win this one. You know, Robert Whitaker, also good chin, great cardio. Um, his takedowns aren't bad, and he's shown in this last fight that he can go get takedowns and he can get good top control with it and keep you down. Uh, so that could play a factor in it. I think it will. I think Whitaker is probably going to try and mix up the wrestling here, mix up the grappling, and, and test Adesanya. Um, so official pick here, I'm actually going to go Robert Whitaker and new. I think he could have the tools to um, beat down Israel Adesanya. Um, I think his striking has improved based on the last fight. I think he can mix in the wrestling, and I think that's going to be a problem for Izzy. So yeah, um, Robert Whitaker and new. I think he's got the middleweight belt around his waist by the end of Saturday night. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for watching. If you like this video, please subscribe. Please hit the like button. Uh, if you like any of my picks or any of my breakdowns, let me know down below. If you got any picks or breakdowns of yourself, uh, let me know down in the comments below as well. And uh, you know, also look out for my other two videos coming out later this week, Best Bets and Parlay Plays. Um, they'll be both for the same card, UFC 271. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you later.